0: Welcome back to another episode of Fandom here on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, however you listen, subscribe, rate, review. Make sure you follow the Instagram and Snapchat. I'll give some more shout outs and the names on the way through the episode. Today I'm going to recap week 17, preview week 18 a little bit, and look at the national championship for just a brief moment. I'm not doing it alone today. I am joined by my friend and listener of the show, Carter. Carter, what's going on, man? What's up?
1: Excited to be here. Glad we could finally make her work. And yeah, I'm excited. Let's recap this thing.
0: Yeah, let's get it done. We'll start. We'll start right away. We'll get into it. The Falcons, they hung tough for a while, but they couldn't overcome an awful Josh Allen performance. They lose this one 29 to 15 to the Bills. I gotta say, all thing I gotta really say about Atlanta is number one, welcome to the offseason. You're fucking eliminated it's amazing you were even in contention because you're not that good. And the second thing I'd say hashtag free Maddie ice. Cause I don't think he's completely washed Carter. I don't know how you feel about that. I just don't think he's washed. I know his numbers weren't great this year, but also like he lost Ridley for the whole season. Pretty much. Um, His rookie tight end pits didn't really come on till late in the season. He just didn't have a lot to work with. Not to mention if you watched any Falcons games this year, He had less time to pass than almost anyone in the league. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Matt Ryan is one of those deals where you don't know how many potential suitors he'll have, but yeah, I think the only bright spot for the Falcons this year was really Cordell Patterson.
0: Damn right it is. Like I said before, drafted as a receiver in the first round, definitely a bust as a wide receiver. But the dude has just done nothing but adjust on the fly, didn't he? Actually, have safety as a position this year. Like, uh, I saw that as like
1: a joke. I don't, I don't know if they actually did it,
0: but I think he was like on the roster as an emergency safety. So technically, he had like five or six positions on his uh, on his resume this year. So yeah, yeah, in the Bills. It, it says something about their defense and them as a team because Josh Allen was terrible in this game. Uh, three interceptions. He didn't do anything. I believe the Bills were like two for five um, on in Atlanta's side of the field on offense. So, yeah, they, they didn't look very good. The Giants, moving on to Giants-Bears. The Giants are an embarrassment. This is the fucking stat line of the year. Mike Glennon played the whole game. He went four for 11, 24 yards, and two interceptions in a real NFL game. The less shitty Bears won 29 to three because of that. That is, you may never, ever see a stat line that terrible again. Let me repeat it in case you didn't hear. Four for 11, 24 yards, two interceptions. That is. I ain't, yeah, I ain't never seen something like that in my life.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's funny. Coming after Joe Judge saying, uh the franchise is in a clown show. But, yeah, your starting quarterback can complete 24 yards in the hole. <laughs> and, I don't know, you know, this game, just, like, two teams are just probably really happy that the season's finally over, you know. Bears are done with Nagy. We'll see what happens with Joe Judge, but. I don't know if you heard that whole thing with them saying that like all his current players they all just
0: want to resign and he's I don't know Joe Judge I don't know if you're it buddy. Well, they're off. Both of those teams' off seasons started like five weeks ago, and that's why I think the Giants' GM and owner kind of got out there, Dave Gettleman, and kind of said, "Um, oh, judging, judging, uh, Danny Dimes. There, there are guys going forward. I couldn't think of it. Uh, Daniel Jones, damn it." But, yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that. Uh, we're going to skip right past that game. No one really gives a shit about either of those teams. Bengals, Chiefs, now this was the complete opposite of that. It was good teams, and they played a great game. Uh, in, in the Chiefs' offense, they did get shut down in the second half, but they looked, they're looking better and better each week. The first half of that game, they looked awesome. I believe they had 28 at halftime, but they blew a lead in the second half. They got outscored 17-3 to in the back half of that game as the Bengals finally clinched the AFC North. Burroughs is absolutely on fire right now. 971 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions in his last two outings. Pretty good time to get hot if you ask me, Carter. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, what a fun game. I mean Jamar
1: Chase and Burrow, they're becoming a top five duo already in the league and who knows, this might have been a little preview of the potential AFC championship, depending on how seating and everything plays out. But yeah. It was a it was a shootout and it was really fun.
0: Yeah, both of these teams to me are kind of the same. They they their offense can score and their defense is good on the front line but their secondaries is where I have a lot of question marks. We saw almost every team that played the Bengals this year and the Chiefs that had weapons on the outside carved them up pretty good. The Bengals had to win shootouts. Um, I believe the the final score to this one was 34-31, correct, Bengals? Yeah. Same score as the Vikes game. I mean, the Bengals, are both of these teams might have to win shootouts. I will, however, say... The Chiefs have shown more promise this year in the sense of their defense can hold its own. They had a very good stretch there of shutting teams down, playing balanced football. So so we'll see. Both of those teams are hot. It was a great game. They're riding high into the playoffs. I don't believe either team or, well, I shouldn't say that about the Chiefs. I was going to say I don't believe either team is going to be playing a ton of starters, but I think the Chiefs are going to be. I don't think the Bengals are. We'll get into that as we preview next week a little bit more. The Dolphins are who we thought they were. Dog shit. That was the worst win streak in NFL history, and it finally came to an end. And how does it come to an end? They were healthy. They had the same fucking team as all those wins, and they lose to the Titans without Derrick Henry and all the other players they're missing. They lose 34-3. to Dolphins, welcome to the offseason. Yeah, I
1: mean... Just Dolphins getting themselves out of playoff contention in typical of Dolphins fashion, but like, I don't know, the seven-game win streak sounds cool, but I mean, what was it? Didn't they only play like one team over, that had like a winning uh, record?
0: The so, ra- It was the Ravens, and the Ravens now are 8-8. Eight eight.
1: Yeah, so, call it what you want, but Dolphins are still trash, um. Yeah,
0: they're not did you see? Uh, did you see Tua's failed pass attempt fumble thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I saw that. But, he was in shotgun yeah. and he tried to throw a little pass, and the ball just went straight up and down behind oh. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, Like a yeah. swing and a miss, but a throw. The typical weekly Tua terrible turnovers are back. The Raiders somehow beat the Colts twenty-three to twenty. I told you, they're better on the road. I don't get what it is. Winning third downs on both sides of the ball usually bodes well in this league, and that's what the Raiders did. If you look at the third down numbers, I believe the Colts were like 3 for 11 maybe. I think the Raiders were 5 or 7 for 12. I don't remember the exact numbers. I just remember seeing that that was pretty much the difference. And I, I did catch, you know, whenever they were on red zone, it was pretty much who could convert in big spots and Carson Wentz wasn't converting and the Raiders didn't necessarily shut down JT, but they did enough 108 yards and 20 carries that's, that is doing enough considering I think he's averaging like 130 yards a game, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, the Raiders somehow equino out on the road. Yeah.
1: I think that was the first game that the Colts lost all year where Jonathan Taylor rushes for over hundred yards, but yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, you kind of—they're kind of—they uh, don't take care of the ball that great, and I think it came down to who was going to give it away. But uh, Carson Wentz played clean; Derek Carr didn't, but still,
0: the Raiders won. So, yeah, that's typically the recipe for disaster for the Raiders: if Carr turns it over, they lose. But I believe he had two interceptions in this one; they still won. So, yeah, he did. Big, big win to save the season. The Patriots won their scrimmage against Trevor Dogshit Lawrence 50 to 10. I do want to pause on this game for a second. Trevor Lawrence, you can say what you want about the Jaguars. Say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Trevor Lawrence does not look good this year, Cutter. I have watched the Jaguars I've, from start to finish. I've only watched three, but I've watched four or five games in and out. And obviously, whenever they're on red zone, because I always have red zone on Trevor Lawrence, just to me, hasn't really shown like promise, like he's thrown what 17 interceptions and 10 touchdowns, I believe. And, and he's had three games where he's thrown at least three interceptions. And then for me, it goes like this with a rookie quarterback, excuse me. Typically if you're playing right away you were drafted high by a bad team, right? Okay. So I can live with some bad numbers. I need to see moments. We had moments with uh Patrick Mahomes. We had moments with Justin Herbert. Uh even like back to was it Russell Wilson? I don't I just remember the good rookie quarterbacks, they give you moments. They give you games where they're going to be hot. I don't remember a single game where Trevor Lawrence was like 30 for 37, 360 yards, three or four touchdowns, no picks. I don't think he had a single game like that all season. Do you?
1: Yeah, not that I can remember. I mean, he went like all season. He played eight games without even scoring a touchdown. And like, you can blame the Urban Meyer stuff. You can blame, but if you're a number one pick, you should be able to lead your team down the field at least once. I mean, you're you're exactly right. Like he just didn't even really provide a spark. Even like I mean, they could be blown out like thirty one to zero and you know, you couldn't say at least oh, at least Trevor Lawrence looks good because that was never really the case. So Yeah,
0: hopefully. yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And the thing is is like when you're losing that much, there's a lot of garbage time offense available for you. <laughs> like def- right. defenses are not, you're not down by 30 or 20 fucking points in the corners or playing press coverage on the outside. No, that that's just, it's not how the NFL works. No one does that. That's how you get players hurt. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I don't know,
1: hopefully like, I don't know, maybe they can pull like a Doug Peterson or like a Byron left, even though I want him on the Vikings, but.
0: No, we're getting Doug Peterson. We'll we'll get to that later, but the Bucks, Buccaneers win despite CTE Brown creating a scene, jumping around and running on his severely injured ankle that needs surgery. Didn't look like it when he was exiting the stadium, but he's a clown. However, the Jets are bigger clowns. They blew a lately. They were up 24 14 in the fourth. Lose that game 28 24.
1: Yeah, I don't know, not much to say other than the whole A B thing. That's just crazy. But but I saw he finally finally gets released, so I don't know. I'm just done with him. He he probably ran off the field for his last time in typical A B fashion, so
0: I love how he said I'll see you next season. Getting ready for next season, that type of deal. Yeah, no. Everson Griffin and him should not be allowed back in the NFL, but the NFL only cares about production and money they don't actually care about the health of the players the eagles beat the washington guardrails 20 to 16 no one cares philly clinched their playoff spot no one cares about that no one's afraid of jalen hurts washington offseason is in full swing they're even gonna have a real team name soon that's exciting I'm going to skip right past that one. They don't deserve anything. The Rams barely beat the dog shit Ravens. 20 to 19 Stafford throws more picks than the Afro convention. I don't even understand what is wrong with Stafford lately. It's actually interesting. Carter, if you look at his stats week one, he threw no picks week two. He threw a pick week three. He threw zero picks the next three games. He threw an interception in then he would go a game or a few games without, then three more games in a row, then a game without, and now he's ending the season here with three games in a row where he's thrown picks. He has six interceptions in the last three games. Now, people are saying that Stafford being Stafford. I disagree. I We cheered against that dude for a long time in our division. He's never been a super high interceptions guy that I can remember. Maybe a bad year or two, of course, but he was on the fucking Lions. But what th- what I'm seeing this year is a a recklessness that I have never seen from Stafford.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know. I can't can't put my mind around it either. Because we saw him in the, against the Vikings, obviously, and he was just throwing like Hail Marys in the double coverage, under throwing. I don't know if he's like feeling pressure just with being in LA, and I don't know. He's so chaos with the ball, but yet he's still just got like that mentality where I trust him in the playoffs still. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's weird because in the same games where he makes a th- interception like the one that he threw to Barr, where Barr was just standing there and he threw it right to him. But then he came down the field and made a fucking no look pass for ten yards between two people sidearm. And I'm like, wait, that's the same fucking quarterback. So yeah, Stafford. He's mad talented. We know that. The Rams have talent all around. I think it's just uh, a nerves thing. I think that what you said is so true. I think when you play for a team like Detroit, you don't have any pressure because no one expects you to be good. Well, now you're in L.A., and now they got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. You went and got Vaughn Miller. You went and got Odell Bacon Jr. Like, Now there is a ton of pressure. Like, you have to perform now. So that's a good point. It could be pressure. Either way, he's going to step it up. We'll see if he gets it, Gets it. you know, gets the recklessness under control right before the postseason here. The Broncos suck. Chargers are mid. Uh, The Chargers beat them 34-13. A big win for LA. Congrats, Denver. Welcome to the offseason. Sorry I can't allow you to spend any time in that game. Nor can I allow you, you to spend any time on this game either. The 49ers are still alive with Jimmy G. They beat the Texans 23 to 7. And I promise you, no one besides Niners fans gives a fuck. Not even Texans fans. They were cheering for the Niners because they need that top pick. Cardinals, Cowboys, that's a game we can talk about a little bit. You get what you got what you would expect from two teams that aren't real threats. The Cardinals won 25 I can't figure out either one of these damn teams. I don't trust Kyler Murray, and I won't. So And I, and I also don't trust their coach, Cliff Kingsbury. He does some questionable shit in big moments. So I'm going to go ahead and say I don't trust the Cardinals. The Cowboys, I thought fucking last week I, I gave them the number one power ranking with Green Bay because I've been watching them, and teams can't move the fucking ball, and they can't stop their offense. But then you get a game like this or like six or seven weeks ago where they get absolutely pounded by the Broncos at home. I can't really figure out Dallas either. And now all of a sudden I'm up in the air and I don't, these Cardinals Cowboys are the same to me. You never know what you're going to get, but when they're at their best, yeah, they're damn good. But how often are they going to be at their best?
1: yeah i mean that's exactly right i really have that same thing in my notes i really just wrote i don't know what to think about either of these teams you know i mean this just shows that i think green bay is just a little there's just ahead above everyone in the NFC. i mean dallas only ran the ball 12 times zeke had nine pollard only had three i mean they were both getting like 75 yards a game really in the season i don't know the worst thing that could happen to Dallas this offseason is letting Kellen Moore out of the building. I mean, McCarthy doesn't know how to manage a game, and Kellen Moore looks promising. If they let if they let Kellen Moore out of the building, that's going to be a huge L for Dallas. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see these teams ending up in the NFC Championship. So,
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. I will say um... – What's his name? Rookie middle linebacker. I always forget his fucking name for Dallas.
1: Not Parsons, is it?
0: Yeah. Oh. The rookie, right? Yeah. Best, already one of the best middle linebackers in the league. Not the best, one of them. That dude, every time I watch Dallas, I'm actually shocked. And, you know, I don't necessarily like Dallas at all. But every time I watch them, that dude is just an absolute fucking menace uh saints and panthers played a football game the lions gave up 51 to the sea chickens again no one cares vikings backups uh traveled to green bay for a frozen one i was there i was screaming if you heard the chant fire zimmer on your tv apparently some people did yes that was me i couldn't stop yelling it enough i was trying to get the chant going but it didn't stick because the vikings fans thought i was crazy who cares Spielman you're done Zimmer you're done Packers you're fucking overrated you want to know why I was so convinced that you guys were the best team in the league but I'm starting to watch your coach down the stretch and your coach is doing some stupid fucking shit you mark my words he's gonna do something fucking dumb that's gonna cross cost Green Bay their season just like last year when he kicks a fucking field goal instead of putting Aaron Rodgers on the field. Big Ben, you can't walk, but you still own Cleveland, dude. What a career. Just an absolute predator on and off the field. They beat the Browns 26 to 14. And Baker, you were actually the worst player I've ever seen that has about 70 fucking commercials. I can't even watch a fucking TV show on TV. When it goes to commercials, I can't even watch that. Not even watching a sports channel without a Baker ad popping up. And then I go watch a turd play quarterback, and oh my gosh, people <laughs> shit on Kirk Cousins. I And I know Kirk Cousins ain't the GOAT, but he's a lot better than that fucking guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Baker's just horrible. They got to figure that out this off season two. But,
0: Did I mean, you see what he said today? No, I didn't. He just said that he's going to request a trade. If the Browns, quote unquote, don't figure it out, yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought I saw him
1: come out and rip that same lane and say that, but who knows? I mean, yeah, whatever. The Browns probably don't want him any more than he wants them. So,
0: yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what they're. Uh, it's it's the Browns, man. You, just every time you think they have it figured out, they just fucking don't. So That sums up the week recap. We're going to preview the, you know, the first time I'm ever doing a preview. Let's do it. The NFL's first ever Week 18 preview. Next. <laughs> back at you we're gonna jump right into the weekend of football previewing we got two games on saturday carter what do you got for the chiefs minus 10 at denver
1: yeah this is tough because at denver and that'll be a pretty hard place to play probably be really cold i don't really know what the forecast looks like 10 is a big spread but i think i'd probably take it Unless unless the Chiefs rest, but I don't think they have any reason to because they're still going for the one seed. So I think that they'll come out hot. I think that, yeah, Denver might stop them a few times, but I don't think Denver has the offensive power to stay within two possessions of the
0: Chiefs. So I'd probably take the Chiefs by a couple scores. Don't be Dalton, Teddy. Yeah, right. Good fucking call. Their offense ain't going to be able to hang with them, I agree. The second Saturday game has major stakes attached. Uh, Real quick, back to the Chiefs. As he said, they are playing for a number one seed, so it's definitely worth tuning in. The elements always play a factor in Denver, and it's a rivalry game. And as I said before, Denver went on the road and beat the piss out of Dallas. Like They are capable of playing really well. They just cannot do it consistently. So the second game also has some major stakes attached. For seeding purposes and matchups. We got Cowboys minus seven at Philly. The Cowboys are in real contention obviously. And this game, game could swing them in two totally different directions. They have the potential to get a two seed. But a loss keeps them at four. That obviously is very, very different coming down the stretch. Because I believe if the top four seeds advance. That means that fat ass McCarthy lazy eye. Is going back to Lambo to face number one again. If all the top four seeds advance, it's typically two, three, four, one. Am I wrong with that, or no? You're right. Uh, right, right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, it's at Philly. And to me, if you didn't watch the first time they played, Jalen Hurts can't really do anything against this type of defense because their their linebackers are so fast. He couldn't really run that well. And when they forced him to become a packet passer, he had Diggs get the pick six. He had two picks in that game, I believe, at least. And their psycho coach, Sirianni, he's not a great game planner. I really don't know how Philly's eight and six. I mean, I guess credit to the players and credit to their ass schedule. But yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, we're going to jump right into Sunday football. I don't know what just happened. I think my brain just shorted. That weird pause in there. We'll fix that. Sunday football starts with the Vikings and Bears kicking off at noon. A battle for 7-10. and 10. A game literally just for pride within the division. Both teams are firing their coaches the following Monday. The Vikings will be parting ways with both head coach Mike Zimmer and GM Rick Spielman. Now they might just demote Rick Spielman and keep him but Zimmer is for sure gone. Now, I disagree with the firing of Spielman, but I understand that they basically want to clean house, get the right GM, let that GM select his staff, his coach, and all that. You know, I get all that. I will say, careful what you wish for in a GM because Rick Spielman has drafted very well for this team. The list of current Minnesota Vikings that are pro bowlers, that have been drafted is very impressive going all the way back to oh nine when we drafted Harrison Smith, the Vikings are so close. They're a true leader in the locker room from being legitimate contenders. Like I don't think anyone disputes that. However, good coaches do not grow on trees and the bears are in the same boat. Minus the contender part. I think the bears have a lot of good pieces, but I think they're still pretty far from being contenders. For the Bears, you know, they love defensive-minded guys, so they're maybe looking at Jeff Fisher. You got Leslie Frazier out there, or even Doug Marone. You know, get some of them guys in here. They'd be good for you. They're all terrible candidates, so go ahead, Bears. Pick one, hire them, do your thing. As for the Vikes, we like to hire underachievers. So I can see the Vikes bringing in ex-Badger coach, Brett Bielema, maybe Stan Van Gundy. Or even Tim Tebow. Carter, who do you like for these two teams? They're not gonna do shit regardless of who they hire because that's just who our franchises are. But what do you think about the names I threw out there? Yeah, I mean
1: (laughs) I I hope the Bears like hire Mike Zimmer.
0: That'd be kind of cool. Get to play against him twice a year. Oh, watch out for that double A gap blitz. Yeah, we might
1: just drop them back. We're not even gonna bring it.
0: Yeah, oh, you know, I saw that stat early in the year that showed that they blitz on forty-seven percent of them, and I'm like, there is no fucking way. I watch the Vikings; they never blitz, and if they're blitzing without me knowing, then they suck ass at blitzing because they don't yeah. get a pass rush. Yeah, no,
1: that's that was one of the bad bad deals about the Vikings this year.
0: I guess we could pick some games just for interest. Let's go back to Chiefs Broncos. I think we both agree the Chiefs will win. Carter, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so we both take the Chiefs. I'll take the Cowboys at Philly. Yep, I would
1: take
0: that too. I'll take Vikes at home over the Bears just cause.
1: Yeah, Justin Fields isn't playing either. as you saw uh, he's on the COVID list, so I'd, I Vikings should win here.
0: What? I thought they activated him yesterday and said he is starting.
1: Well, I think he was out. He was out due to injury, I'm pretty sure. But I think he just landed on the COVID list
0: today. Damn. Okay. Well, Bengals at the Cleveland Browns is next. Now, Carter, I see the Browns are minus six at home. So who's all out for Cincinnati? Because they're better than the Browns, and they also clinched the division last week. So... Maybe they don't necessarily need to play all their stars because they can't really get any higher than the seed they have. Is that the case?
1: Right. Uh, I don't, so Burrow is out, obviously. A couple of defensive guys. I think that tight end, I don't know if his name. Uzoma. But, yeah, that guy. But, like, Baker's out for Cleveland, so how – I mean, I, I don't even know who Bengals' backup, honestly. is. I don't know – Crowns
0: have uh, Case Keenum, but I don't. Hasn't TJ Yates always been the Bengals' backup since like the nineties? Is he still there? I have no idea.
1: I have no idea either. So, do we get
0: to yeah. see some Case Keenum action? Yeah. Hell well, I'm
1: yeah. Not, I'm not. I'm
0: not even going to bet on this game because I'm honestly not even
1: going to watch it because it sounds really boring. So,
0: who are you going to pick?
1: Uh. Oof. I don't Maybe the Browns just because of Case Keenum
0: over whoever the Bengals got, but yeah, I'll go ahead and take the Bengals just because I think that the Browns the, the the attitude just can't be that great going into this game. Your season's over. Frustration with your quarterback. There's been tension. The media's trashed you all year. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take the Browns. We got Packers minus four at the Lions. The Packers can start or sit every starter and still win. Tickets should be free for Lions fans, for what they have been through this year and every year. So Packers should start everyone and risk it all. Because fuck it, who cares if they get injured?
1: Yeah, uh, well they should start everyone and
0: hopefully get some people injured. But whatever. Giants are at Washington this week, Carter. If you want to talk about this game, you can. I have nothing because why the fuck do they deserve either of our breath? I will say this: you can go to this game, folks, for ten dollars on Vivid Seeds.
1: Yeah, I I don't really know. This game's pretty meaningless too. Uh, I have a
0: question: <laughs> What do you what do you think about like
1: Heineke? Do you think they keep rocking with him?
0: Ah, or... uh, <laughs> you you can't he. He, I'll say this: He plays good in big games, but he plays pretty mediocre in the lesser games where you kind of need him to do good. But he, yeah. he, he does shine in the spotlight. Like every time he's on prime time, it's the Heineken Show, which is weird, but it, you know, he does well when it matters. Yeah, I think he's like embraced like fan favorite and all that. Like, and he does have big moments, but I think like a guy you know, Minshew. I
1: realize that he's probably not going to be the answer
0: long-term, right? Yeah. Yeah, a guy like Gardner Minshew. I can see sliding in there. Yeah. Um, A game with stakes is Colts at Jaguars. Now, the Colts have not won at Jacksonville since 2015. And if Jacksonville wins, it means a lot for who?
1: So, if Jacksonville wins then the Raiders and Chargers game on Sunday night can end in a tie. So, like, still really unlikely, but that's pretty much it. Jags beat Colts, then Raiders and Chargers can tie. Otherwise, that Raiders-Chargers game is going to come down to a winner take it all.
0: So, but if the Jaguars win over the Colts, and then the Chargers and Raiders have a winner and the Ravens win, isn't the Ravens in, or is it if the Steelers win, or the no, it's the Ravens and Steelers. So wouldn't it be if the Jaguars win, and the the Vegas and LA game produces anything but a tie, has a winner and a loser, then the winner of the Ravens and Steelers is also in, correct? Well,
1: plus Miami has to beat uh, New England for. So, uh... For Baltimore to get in, sorry.
0: Oh, really? But I didn't. So I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So then, if Jacksonville beats Indy too, Pittsburgh has to win. So okay. So sorry. The way you said it is the Raiders and Chargers game has everything except a tie. Plus Pittsburgh wins. Plus Jacksonville wins. Then Pittsburgh's in. But the Ravens have to have a little more. So Chargers have to lose. Jacksonville has
0: to beat Indy, and then Miami has to beat New England. Ah, uh, okay. I actually uh, want Pittsburgh to get in, so go Jacksonville. Um, sorry, Colts fans. I know you've your running backs had a great season, but I'd rather see Big Ben in his last season trying to make some magic. The last yeah. couple Newton games for a full Sunday slate, the last full Sunday slate of the season, it's crazy how fast every season seems to go by. Carter, we just talked about it. We got Steelers at Ravens, who both mathematically are still alive. We just kind of punched out those scenarios for you. Neither can afford a loss, obviously. It should be a great game to watch. They're rivals, these, I, I, since I was a kid, I remember when I first started playing Madden, I would actually play Steelers-Ravens in a snow game just because I love that rivalry so much. Um... Big Ben, I'm sure he'll be filled with emotions as he makes his last appearance in Baltimore as a quarterback. It's still nuts to me to say out loud that this could be his last game. Dude, he's been the quarterback for these Steelers since I can remember watching football. Like he doesn't have much left at all, but he earned he earned it this way, you know? Like he earned his way to go out whenever he wanted to go. Sure, I thought he should have a couple years ago, yeah. But he extended his career a little bit, extended his stay. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, me either. It's just crazy
1: that he's had such a down year, and yet here they are, they're still knocking on the door. Seems like that's just always the Steelers. I mean, I don't even think they've had a losing record in all of Mike Tomlin's years, and that's obviously all, including Big Ben. So, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, and it's crazy it's coming to an end.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, is he like even in his last game at home, he didn't really play that good. He had like forty two or forty four pass attempts and had like a hundred and seventeen yards passing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so does he
1: do Super Bowls?
0: Uh, he yeah, he's won two, I believe. Yeah. So he's two and one in in the Super Bowl game.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive,
0: too. Yeah, yeah I know too. it. Must be nice, right? Someone gets a franchise fucking quarterback and then actually wins a ball. Must be fucking nice. The next two games I'm going to give to you, Titans, Texans, Saints, Falcons, what do you got?
1: Yeah, Titans, Texans, not much here, but the Titans have a really good opportunity to clinch number one. That's so all they have to do when they're in. so or When in, they got the one seed, so hopefully take care of business get Derrick Henry two more weeks. Sounds like he's starting to ramp it up a little more. So that'll be nice to have that buy and get him rested and hit the playoffs running this home field all the way. It'd be nice for them not to end their season in arrowhead. Like seems like they've done the last few years.
0: Yeah. They, to me, this is actually like one of the biggest games of the year for Tennessee. They need that one seed because yeah. they need, they need Derrick Henry healthy and they need Derrick Henry healthy at home. Um, now, I, I went to the Titans-Chiefs game. I can tell you it's not a major home advantage because Nashville is such a party city, but it's not warm in Nashville right now, so I feel like not many people are going to travel. So I think the home field advantage would be a little bit better. Plus, your casual fans will show up more when your team gets a home playoff game. So they might not follow you all season, but as soon as they hear you're in the playoffs, all of a sudden they're diehard fans. We call them bandwagoners. How about Saints-Falcons and th- that meaningless shit show?
1: Well, it's not quite meaningless. Saints have to win to uh, get in. They got to win and hope uh, San Fran loses. So,
0: Is it really between incredible. them? What was that? The, the final wild card spots, the Saints-Niners? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, so New Orleans has to win. Uh, they can't lose. So, if New Orleans loses, San Frank automatically gets it. But, you know, I mean, division matchup, Atlanta might be looking to play a spoiler.
0: So, yeah. Well, see. well also, also they had a pretty decent season, Can all things considered. Seven and nine, I think they are right now. And also, my, for me, the headline should be this could be Matt Ryan's last game as an Atlanta Falcon. He has the option to opt out after this year. So, I think it that does carry some weight. Obviously, he won them in MVP, got them to the playoffs a bunch of times, tons of highlights, great numbers, got them to a Super Bowl. So, that yeah, it, I guess it does have a little more stakes than I thought. I, I guess I, did, I thought the Saints got eliminated last week. We got more games to do. We're just going to take a quick breather. We'll be back in a second. Peace. Anchor is the easiest way to create or listen to podcasts. It's owned by Spotify. They will help you find sponsors, share your brand, and even earn some coin. Make sure you subscribe to the show at either Spotify Anchor or Apple Podcasts. Instagram is at fandom, f a n d u m b underscore p o d pod. Snapchat is at f a n d u m m i e s. For more fun. I am doing a playoff bracket this year. It's a $10 buy-in. I'm going to throw in 50 bucks myself. Obviously, I'm not going to compete. I can't win, so don't worry about that. It's a winner take all. You need to follow me on either snap or IG to enter. Swipe up. Let me know. We'll get you entered. The Jets and the Bills. The Bills need to win to clinch the division, and they should get it. They're at home. It's cold weather. According to Josh Allen's draft report, He plays amazing in cold weather, so get her done, Zach Wilson, because I'd love to see an upset. Carter, what does a win mean for Buffalo, and what does a loss do to their playoff positioning?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if they win, they clinch the AFC East, which gets them home field for at least the first round. And uh, if they find a way to lose to the Jets, uh, they'll be scoreboard watching the New England game, because if New England wins, then... Uh, Bills will just be a wild card team, but uh, they can they can afford to lose, but New England would also have to lose. So
0: Yeah, they're in the playoffs either way, so it's just more for seeding. And obviously Buffalo does, in my opinion, they actually are one of the few teams like they need a home playoff game because I don't trust Josh Allen on the road. Yeah,
1: I mean, they got to be like probably one of the least underachieving teams. In the league this year, it's just, I don't know. I had them, I thought they were going go to go Super Bowl, and now I I don't
0: really trust them at all. So, <laughs> Caleb was right on them. I think my preseason prediction was actually the Bills winning nine or ten games, and I think I'm going to hit it right on the head. Uh, I, I just don't trust Josh Allen. He's not good from the pocket. He turns the ball over, he's reckless. He had the one great season his first year with Diggs. But now that teams are kind of guarding digs in different ways and doing different things, yeah. He just doesn't look that good. So the 49ers and Rams, this game has major implications, even bigger than I thought before. The 49ers are still battling for a playoff spot, as we just talked about. They have a shit-ass quarterback. So what what does a win mean for each team? Let's play out the San Francisco scenario. San Francisco wins at L.A. Not only do they sweep the Rams, but what happens? Well, San Fran wins
1: there as that last wild card spot over New Orleans. And New Orleans is playing Atlanta. So this game for San Fran is really, really key. Because if San Fran loses and New Orleans beats Atlanta like probably anticipated, then San Fran's going to find themselves on the outside looking in. So... This game is really big for San Fran. I know they're in now, but, I mean, they could easily lose to the Rams, and New Orleans could easily beat the Falcons. So it's a huge game.
0: And then, obviously, for the Rams, if they lose this game, they're giving up that two spot, I believe. So it, it is an important game for both teams. The Rams want home field just as bad as every, anyone else. So the Pats and Dolphins... Now the Dolphins are eliminated from contention with the Pats. This game definitely has a major impact, no? And the Dolphins are just—they're just not gonna—they're not just gonna give it to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, so the Patriots can actually still get the number one seed if I'm right. It'd be a lot, but so if New England wins, they would also need Buffalo, Kansas City, and Tennessee to lose. So. Months scratch that off, but uh,
0: you never know. It is the NFL.
1: Yeah, I guess you can see teams start benching players and resting.
0: Well, so Tennessee, like, Tennessee, Kansas City, they're all on the road. The Bills are the one that I can't really see losing with the Jets, but yeah,
1: and I mean Patriots, they can still get the East if they win and Buffalo loses. But again, yeah, Buffalo's but, gonna be a uh, pretty tough out this one.
0: Yeah, for sure. And they own the tiebreaker over the Patriots. If you didn't know that, that's why it's pretty simple for the Bills. Win your division champs to get a home playoff game. Seahawks Cardinals is a battle of undersized quarterbacks who play really good for half of a season. For the Seahawks fans, this could be your last time you ever see Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson on your sideline working together. I expect some fight from this team. And then The Cardinals. You're still trying to get the two seed, but you have to win to do so. However, they lose at home, kind of often. so Carter, who do, who do you got here?
1: i I think I'm gonna go on a limb. I was leaning towards Seattle, and if they want to stick with it, I think that uh I think Russ is honestly probably gone from the Seahawks in the offseason, and I think carroll has gone, but I think that uh I think they'd want to go out playing a little spoiler. At
0: Arizona this week. Well, that in Arizona's not overwhelming, but also look what. And then I know it's the Lions, but the Lions haven't gotten really pounded like that pretty much all season. I mean, a game or two, sure, but they've hung tough. 51 fucking points they just hung on their head. I know that Detroit had some dude with boils playing quarterback or whatever. That threw a few picks. But still, 51 points is pretty fucking impressive. So, yep, I'm going to go out. Of, I'll take the Cardinals, too. Or, wrong. Holy fuck. I'll take the Seahawks at the Cardinals well, with no, an upset. Yeah.
1: The Cardinals also need the game, too, because if 49ers beat the Rams and Arizona wins, then Arizona clinches the rest. So, that's a big game for Arizona.
0: Oh, shit. I, oh, yeah. Shit, shit, shit. That's right. They split the series with the Rams. Okay. The Panthers are dog shit, and I cannot see the Buccaneers losing this game. I think they win, and then they would need the Rams to lose to the Niners to get the two seed. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because the Rams beat the Bucs in the regular season, and so, therefore, they own the tiebreaker. Carter, you got anything else on that game?
1: Mm, not really.
0: Yeah, we'll nope. I'm curious to say, like,
1: do we think AB, like, runs on
0: the
1: field shirtless in this game? Like, <laughs> well,
0: kind of. No, he's probably still stuck in New York. Couldn't Uber his way home. So, the Sunday night football finale is a giant game. We mentioned it before. It's the Raiders hosting the Chargers or Chargers hosting. Them. Either way, neither team really gets home games. They're both 9-7. and seven. It's easy. Win and you're in. Now, as we mentioned before, if the Jaguars beat the Colts, these two teams can tie, and then they're both in. If, let's say, the Colts win and the Raiders and Chargers does not end in a tie, who was it that would side in that final spot again? Was it Pittsburgh if they win? yeah yep 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 so oh man i really hope pittsburgh i don't know about you i know that we're sick of the same teams but just the fact that it's big ben's last year i'm kind of really hoping they make it
1: yeah i mean that'd be fun uh it's just crazy to think that they're sitting right there but i mean let's not downplay this game i mean the colts take care of Jacksonville like they should this game is huge because then it's then it's the only scenario is the winner of the Raiders Chargers game is in on that
0: last spot. So Oh yeah, for sure. If the it we we love playing the scenarios and stuff like that, but in the end it, it's it usually comes down to just one team win the game you're supposed to win, and that would be that that would be uh the Colts just handling business on the road. But like we said, they haven't won there since twenty fifteen. Lots of good shit. We're going to keep it rolling with the top 10 power ranking. So, again, you're. I got Carter here. We're, we're on the Fandom Podcast. We're going to do the top 10, and then we'll get you all out of here. Let's get a top 10 ranking. Oh, we are going to do a brief Bama versus Georgia preview as well. So, number 10, Carter, I got two teams listed as my number 10 because to me, these, these two teams are pretty much the same. I got the Bengals and the Colts. Now, the Bengals, their quarterback is hot at the right time, but the defense, to me, is still not reliable. And for the Colts, they had a bad loss at home, and they're failing to close out the season. I believe they're 2-2 two two in their last four now. A little bit shaky. Wentz, I can't really rely. I can't put all my marbles in one basket with that guy. How do you feel about my 10 spot?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I would probably have Cincinnati higher just just because I think that, like right now, based off how they
0: finished. Recency bias. How the Bills finished and
1: even Titans. I mean, who knows how Derrick Henry is. Like, I would take the Bengals over both those teams. I know their defense isn't there, but if Burrow can stay hot, I mean – I feel like they're going to be in some shootouts that I just don't see Pearl losing to Tannehill. I I don't know. I, I think I'd maybe have them a little higher, but...
0: Okay, I okay.
1: Us,
0: huh? I got gotcha. you. Number nine, I got the Arizona Cardinals. You guys know I'm a hater, but I'm not overreacting to a big road win at Dallas because Dallas has done that shit before. Carter, what do you think about number nine? Yeah,
1: I think that's fair. Another team I'd probably have the Bengals over, but... that's good
0: okay number eight i got the new england patriots It's, it's pretty simple they're good they're not great they're good at just about everything they can run the ball they can stop the run their secondary can play and they can get the ball down the field a little bit more now to these tight ends and they got kendrick Bourne, who's got some elite speed and um oh of course i'm having a brain fart on his name their number one receiver what the hell is his name New England. Yeah, give me some help here. Um, that's going to drive me absolutely crazy. But yeah, I, I just think the Patriots at number eight, they're they they're good at everything. They're not great at one thing. Yeah. Uh, I
1: don't know. Defense in the playoff games, we'll see how far that can carry them, but yeah.
0: We'll okay. Okay. Number seven, I got the Buffalo Bills, same as the Patriots. Um, except for the Bills, I will say they're only going to go as far as Josh Allen, their quarterback, lets them go. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's totally fair. I feel like they're they're a team that could catch fire pretty quick, but they can also look like disaster at times. So.
0: Oh, if their if their offense even has one hot half of football one half of football where they put up 21, 28 points, they're going to be really hard to beat because their defense has been consistent all year. It's so the offense. The only games that their defense has looked quote-unquote bad is when their offense is turning the ball over, backing their defense up, putting them in bad situations. Otherwise, that defense has looked good all year. So the Bills have the potential to be a top-three team. They just haven't shown it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. We'll see if it's the... 28 points a half bills or the three
0: points against the Jags bills. So, <laughs> yeah, no shit. What a weird fucking flop they can be. Number six, I got the Dallas Cowboys. They're just fine to me after dropping one at home. They still have so many weapons. They have some studs on defense. They appear to be to have some good coaching, at least in the coordinator sides of the ball. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Dallas at number six. Yep, I
1: think that's against hard for him.
0: Okay, number five, this might shock some people, but when you lose your two number one receivers, I know they still got Mike Evans, Cameron Bray, OJ Howard, and Gronk. I'll put number five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Brady, I will always trust. Yeah, this Antonio
1: Brown stuff comes at terrible timing because losing Godwin would have been really nice to have, but yeah. I'm not going to bet against Brady until he's officially out. So, I think it's a good spot for them. They're, they'll contend for sure.
0: Do you? Did you see who wants the Buccaneers to pick him up? Yeah, T.O. Terrell Owens, dude. Get the fuck out of here with that workout video, bro. Like, yes, you look really good for a dude in his upper 40s. I get it. But, come on, man. This is the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they even give him a workout, I'd be shocked. I mean, dude, look at how hard Des Bryant had to fight to get his final few games in the NFL. Like, the league passes you really quick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, he can't get any opportunity. Yeah, there's just I don't see that happening. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number four, this is going to shock a lot of people. But I'm telling you, the Tennessee Titans, there's no reason to doubt them. They're getting Derrick Henry back. Look at the teams that they have beat this year. Like, if you look at their wins, that is as impressive of a schedule as anyone in the league. And they've been missing the MVP, the best running back in the league, for a large chunk of it. Not all of it, but a large chunk. And they're still winning games. It just has looked a little uglier without Derrick Henry in there, but people forget they're not healthy at receiver either. So I don't really think I'm overrating Tennessee. They're a very good football team and they have a coach who goes all in on his players and can scheme well on defense.
1: Yeah. And I agree. We'll see if, what extent Derrick Henry comes back. Like, is he going to be hundred percent? I don't know, but yeah, they're, they're so solid. I mean, they win games, like, 17 to 10. Like, you don't need to go in a shootout, and they honestly won't win a shootout. But if they can keep the game within what they're comfortable with, they can They do damage, and they're good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't understand the slander. I see power rankings, and the Titans are always towards 10, and I don't understand that. Not many teams win that many games and then get called the 10th or 9th best team in the NFL. And the thing is, let's let's play this Derrick Henry scenario, right? Where he comes back. Let's say, let's just play this scenario where they get the one seed. Titans take care of business this week. They get the one seed. They got to buy. They're coming back with Derrick Henry. That guy can get 20 carries a game, 15 carries a game. That would be considered load management, right? And that's perfectly fine. Because if they can. I, I don't know this for sure. Are they going to be healthy at receiver with Brown and Julio back or no? Uh, Well, didn't they,
1: didn't they purposely sit down for the postseason? For sure. What?
0: Yeah, that's stop. why I thought Julio was out. So yeah. if, if you're getting all them guys back, it's not like they need to be running the ball 35 times a game. They were doing that when they were – the only times they were really running over 30 times, I believe – is when their receivers were hurt because their receivers have been really banged up all season. A.J. Brown's had a great year, but even he's missed a few games. So, and they're not very deep at receiver. So they, they've they been pretty thin. They've been pretty banged up, but I don't believe they were pounding Derrick Henry 35 times a game, like the last couple of seasons when they had all their receivers. So it's, it's a, definitely a threat, a team to watch down the stretch as they get healthy. Let's get to number three. I got that Los Angeles Rams, too much talent to not be good. Stafford, if he can get his recklessness under control, I have zero reason to say that this team can't make a Super Bowl push.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to be such a tough out. I mean, if their defense stay locked in, Matt Stafford uh, takes care of the ball a little better. I I mean, I don't see a scenario where... Uh, they couldn't run out with the NFC. I don't think that would surprise anybody. They're, they're going to be super tough out. Just like Green Bay, that would be a really fun NFC championship game.
0: I agree. And the thing is, is, well, I would agree, but I don't want Green Bay to make it that far. But Aaron Donald, and not only Aaron Donald, you know Aaron Donald, you know Jalen Ramsey. Vaughn Miller has looked really good lately. I don't know if you've watched him. But for all those people who said, oh, he's washed, they got him for no reason, blah, blah, blah. He is definitely not washed. Number one, when he got traded there, he was number four in the league in pressures, I believe. So, God, Carter, I don't know how much you watch, but Von Miller, to me, has actually stood out lately. And you can't double-team anyone on that D-line. And they got they still have Leonard Floyd on the other end, I believe, too.
1: He has, like, 12 sacks, I'm pretty sure. So,
0: Yeah, and ended the game last week with a sack. At Baltimore. So, yep, yep. The Rams are going to be scary. Number two, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes' brother makes me absolutely cringe. Like, I just... That poor fucking dude. Because he's such a good quarterback. His team's good. And I'll say this. People forget this. The reason I put the Chiefs at number two, I trust their coach more than almost any other coach in the league. I mean, other than Belichick... Who Belichick? I guess you could throw Tomlin in there, but I think it's a pretty small group at the top. And Andy Reid is one of them coaches that's at the very, very top of elite tier coaches. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, poor Pastor Mohammed has to go home after games to his weird ass brother making TikToks with his wife. I don't want my wife around that dude, but
0: yeah. <laughs> <He's laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of people have said that he's like slowly started to separate himself from his family, but whatever. Number one. Oh, sorry. I
1: said pulling Aaron Rodgers separating
0: himself from his family. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, number one, unfortunately, is the Green Bay Packers. You're still going to choke, Green Bay. I sure fucking hope anyway. And if you don't, it doesn't matter because then the NFL is rigged. Because if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl in his last year, With that fucking team, the NFL is rigged. Oh, man, I just, I can't, I don't even want to watch a fucking postseason. It's going to be, oh, sorry, Carter, do you have anything against that uh, Packers being number one? No,
1: yeah, they're number one, but hopefully they're not number one at the end of the year, so.
0: Right. Well, it's going to be an awesome last weekend. It's pretty sad, you know, the season flew by, but we're going to be, Talking about draft picks and stuff pretty soon here, so another off season's on the way. Can't wait for Zimmer to be fired on Monday. The seating and matchups will be created, and I'm sure it will rig an easy path for Green Bay. Precious creep Aaron Rodgers will have a nice, easy path to the, to the Super Bowl. Lots of NFL talk. I do want to talk a little bit about Monday night's game. You got number three, Georgia. They're a three-point favorite over number one Bama, even though they got blasted last time they played. Now Bama has some injuries, sure, but they recruit better than anyone for a reason because it's always that, you know, the typical Alabama quote-unquote next man up. That's why every year they're good. They send 20 players in the first three rounds to the NFL draft every year, yet every year they're good. So depth is usually not a problem. However, Jamison Williams get a little banged up in that game against uh, Cincinnati. So he should be good to go. You're without your star receiver, John Mechie. Georgia, it's pretty simple. Stetson Bennett has to take care of the ball. But to me, Carter, I was a little shocked to see that Georgia got a three-point favorite. How did you feel when you saw that?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I don't know, like, especially after that last game that they just played a few weeks ago. I don't know really how you can give them that. Yeah, I I wouldn't take that line.
0: Let's just say I probably won't. Well, that's the thing is like it's one thing if Bama and Georgia played a close game. Alabama whooped that ass. And what on Georgia changed for you to say? I don't think Michigan was in the same class. I don't think anyone was in Michigan's defense. I think all season long, everyone's known in the back of their head. Yeah, it's Georgia and it's Bama. Like, everyone knew that. So. I mean, all right, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to do you think it has something to do with Alabama played Cincy and Georgia whooped up on Michigan? Or the, I don't know, Vegas probably values that Michigan went over Cincinnati?
0: Yeah, but Cincinnati has two corners who could be drafted in the first round. Like, Cincinnati is not a slouch like I think they would have given Georgia some problems too because their quarterback's more reckless than Bryce Young I think that if Georgia would have played Cincy they would have had two interceptions and that would have they would have hung around for a little bit I think Georgia would have pulled away obviously and won by about a 17-21 spread kind of like Bama did but Cincinnati was clearly the third best team in the nation this year
1: yeah uh going back to that uh Bama Georgia game a few weeks ago. Didn't Bama's running back not play? That Robinson. I don't think he played
0: in that game. Did he? Did he not, Brian Robinson? I what? I I I'll be honest. I really don't know if he didn't. That's huge. But I just know that Alabama didn't want to run the ball a lot because they knew that that's where they 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 knew that that is not where they were going to win the game. They knew that they were going to win the game on the outside, spreading that secondary out, making them play with three and four corners and exposing their mismatches because they're so deep at wide receiver. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that I ultimately really will win them the game uh, come Monday too.
0: So. I agree. Clearly the two best teams in the nation, both manhandled their opponent in the semifinals. Carter, what are you looking for in this one? Who, like, Who do you got? What's your score prediction?
1: So, you know, I get Georgia's defense, but Bama's defense—I don't think is too far behind them. I trust Bryce Young a lot more than I trust Stenson Bennett. Uh, I think Bama. I think Bama wins. I just I think the lights will be too bright for some of Georgia's uh, new players, and uh, let's, I'll go with Bama. Bama twenty-eight.
0: Georgia, uh, 21. Okay. I also will pick. Ah, man, I really don't know. I don't know because, okay, so here's my thought in the game. I think Alabama is the better team, but I think it's by a very small margin. I think that the biggest gap in this game, I'm, I'm going to go with Bama. I'll take Bama. The The part I'm struggling with is score here. I'll take Bama 27-13. Here's why. It's a lot like the reason the Patriots are good. Coaching. I think the biggest mismatch in this game is Kirby Smart versus Nick Saban. I I just don't think Kirby's on his level. That dude can fucking recruit. He can coach some defense. He sends players to the NFL. But when it comes to -to head-to-head like scheming you need to be at your absolute best every play call matters every timeout that you use has to be timed right like in a game where every single decision that you make as a head coach matters and the talent's gonna be pretty equal i'm always gonna take nick saban so i just can't yeah yeah, i just can't go against him well carter it was fucking awesome to have you on finally dude It was tons of fun. We got a lot of good content out there. I seriously appreciate you doing the research, taking the time to jot down some notes, and stopping in. Stay warm and and take care of yourself, buddy. We'll talk again soon.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's do it soon.
0: You bet, buddy. We'll see you later. Bye. As for the rest of you, thanks again for tuning in. I'm looking forward to doing some hoops talks next. I'm going to bring Carter back soon uh so so the next episode will be like nba we'll do some college we'll talk about some rumors we got Kyrie back in the nba we got clay thompson right around the corner stay tuned and informed on all the social media accounts and you won't miss it thanks for listening go fuck yourselves